This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Ready, Steve? Andy? Mick? Well, all right, fellas. Let's go. Oh yeah, it was electric, so frantically hectic, and the 
Hello and welcome to the Sparkly Show for another week. I thought that would be a fantastic way to start the show. The Mighty Sweet from 1973 with Ballroom Blitz. You know, I often talk on the show about how music can raise your mood and make you feel good. When I was 13 in 1973, that and the whole genre of glam rock that surrounded that song was just such a feel-good music. It made you feel good. It made you want to get up and dance, and it was just positive vibe. The whole glam rock thing, you know, dress up, have a great time. Sure, maybe a little bit of escapism there, but the positivity ran through it like a truck. I've had this conversation with a lot of people, including my, my friend Martin Phillips, who lives just down the road from me. We were born in the same year. And listening to songs like that at age 13 kind of, in many ways, changed the courses of our lives, believe it or not. Music had that power back in the day because, you know, there was no internet. There was no, not so much competing stuff for your time when you were a kid. Music was like the flag bearer of youth culture. It was magnificent time. And I enjoy still today wallowing. <laughs> I don't know if wallowing is the word. Immersing myself in the great glam rock music of the early 1970s. And of course, I guess that's what I'm known for as Dr. Glam. Let's keep in the same vibe. Teeth of the high. 
The wonderful Mark Bolin and T-Rex with Get It On. Mark Bolin is widely considered to have started the whole glam rock thing when he went on Top of the Pops and performed his song Hot Love with glitter on his face and many, many other artists followed suit. Another thing I love about glam rock, since you asked, is it absolutely did not take itself too seriously. It knew how silly it was. The silly costumes and the stage mannerisms and the prancing. And it was a send-up, really, of, you know, the quintessential rock star. It lampooned itself. It um, gave us all a way to take ourselves a little less seriously, I believe. Because I think often life is just too serious. And, you know, there are a lot of very serious things going on. But we need to be able to actually pierce that bubble sometimes and just look at the ridiculousness of life. Okay, that's enough from the boys. Let's hear it from Susie.
Talk about music being an empowering force. That artist, Susie Quattro, broke the mould back in the early 1970s. Popular music, rock music, particularly rock music, was such a male-dominated field. And here came Susie Quattro taking the boys on at their own game. I love what Susie Quattro did in terms of her image because the glam rock image you know, was a what was considered to be a gender-bending image. And you'll remember seeing the likes of The Sweet and Mark Boland from T-Rex borrowing what were then considered to be female gender-coded garments and clothing. Feather boas, etc. Lurex, sequins, platform shoes, etc. Susie Quattro turned that right around by being really kind of butch and masculine with her black leather jumpsuits, etc., and her um, stage mannerisms. She really did break the mould and was a hugely inspiring figure for so many artists that followed. The likes of Joan Jett, Chrissy Hine, etc. Um, there were so many that acknowledged their influence, uh, the influence of Susie Quattro. In those formative teenage years...
That's Kiss, ladies and gentlemen. Elvis Costello gave us a great quote with regard to music. He said, Can a mere song change people's minds? I doubt that it is so. But a song can infiltrate your heart, and the heart may change your mind. Something that I've mentioned before, probably on the show, about um, my love for glam rock, is that, yes, glam rock was a fairly simplistic musical style. However, when you're, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, you can't perhaps quite cope with a um, Wagner opera or such like. So simple music is great. It hooks you into music, and from that starting point, once you develop that love for music, you can explore all over the place and discover all sorts of wonderful things, other areas of music, other styles, other artists, etc. To me, that simplistic glam rock of the early 1970s was a way in for me to a lifetime love affair with music. And of course, as many of you will know, for me, no other artist looms larger than this one. Small Gene snuck off to the city, strung out on lasers and slashed back blazers, and ate all your razors while pulling the waders, talking about Monroe and walking on Snow White. New York's a go-go and everything tastes nice. Poor little greenie.
David Bowie rounds off the show this week. He's done that once or twice on the Sparkly Show, has he not? A final quote from Erin Seibert, rather wonderful quote. Music is one of the longest standing self-prescribed therapies in history. I could not agree more. So if you're feeling down, don't overlook your record collection. I'm Dr. Glam. It's been fun being with you. I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.